Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Nahmadu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'gfiru. Wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi. Wa na'udu billahi min shuroori anfusina. Wa min sayyati amalina. Man yahdi allahu falamudillalah. Wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah. Wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa nashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. Inma ba'd. قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الناس ان خلقناكم من ذكر وانثى وجعلناكم شعوبا وقبائل لتعارفوا ان اكرمكم عند الله اتقاكم ان الله عليم خبير صدق الله العظيم The ayah that I just recited this is from surah al-hujurat in Allah azza wa is reminding us here one of the basic facts of life. Allah Azza wa is reminding us to the mankind that we have created you from one male and one female. And we made you into tribes and nations so you can recognize each other. And in the sight of Allah Azza wa the most honorable one is the one who is more righteous, the one who has more taqwa. In Allah Alimun Khabir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala surely indeed is all knowing and all aware. The reason I uh, picked this ayah and the ayat relevant to this is because of uh, the time that we are living through, the month we are in, which is the month of February, which is celebrated or used as to remember the black history and they refer to this month as a black history month. This khutbah will not be about just to remembering the history of African American culture or so. Rather, I will talk about a little bit different subject here, which is connected to the very same idea because of which this Black History Week, in the beginning of the time, in early 20s, 1926 or so, was it started with. And around 1970, the very same Black History Month was converted into a Black History Week, converted into a Black History Month. And uh, the reason behind this thing is really not, not really known clearly why exactly it was done, but it is said of it, that is to remember the African diaspora or the forced immigration of them from Africa to Western Europe and United States. Hence it is, it is, uh, it is observed not only in the United States, but it is observed in Ireland, Netherlands, Canada, UK, and on and on. And it's been going on for 1970s the month that has been observed. And in my opinion, 
if you look into the details of that, it is not but a patchwork to the system that is creating all sorts of racism, inequality, and injustice. And it will be wrong just to think that if we are somehow able to create a society where we start giving equal job opportunities or maybe preventing the people from police brutality, it will solve all the problems. Because the main problem is not just this. To think of it, it's a race issue only. It is a side effect of man-made systems that, is create, that has created this inequality, this injustice for the people, and many other forms of injustices have been created. But if we go back and look at just briefly the history of it, in the United States, it was started with the slavery, and then we see different phases of solving this problem that, exist, that existed in the society of inequality and injustice for, for especially the minorities actually. And within minority, to be more specific, it becomes the Africans or the blacks, blacks people call them. And this history of persecution includes slavery. Then we see here and there some civil rights started among them, we see some fresh breath of air in the form of, we see Malcolm X coming into the fold of Islam and leading some efforts to, uh, to, to help, the, help the black community. We see Martin Luther King. And then the very same inequality continued on though. Nothing was solved. We have, we have seen and heard the, proof, uh, the police brutality in last, I don't know, in my life, I'm here for about 30 years or so, and I've been seeing the whole three decades I'm here. And even last few years, we are seeing more of an increase in these numbers than anything else. And when I was feeling this, I actually wanted to see how much of this has happened. And I was surprised just by looking at the list of people, African-American who were killed by the police, who were unarmed. The list was so huge that it took me, it was going to take me 20 pages to print just a list. List of people who were killed. And these people are not just numbers. These people are not just numbers. They have families. They have children, they have parents, siblings, and on and on, and they all get affected by this kind of an injustice. This is why we started seeing things like Black Lives Matter movement rising up, or movements under the name of I Cannot Breathe are moving, coming up. And we can all feel that. You don't have to be black. To feel that you cannot breathe. Because the system that is created by men always generates that kind of an environment. This is why 
Rabbi ibn Amr radiallahu an, when he was meeting Rustam, one of the generals of the Persian army, one of the statements he said was, because he was, Rustam was surprised, why are they here, these Bedouins, these people who live in the desert, they want to come and fight against the, the Persian empire. You want wealth? Okay, we'll give you wealth. You want power? We'll give you some power also. And Rubai ibn Amr's response was, when sent by Allah Azza wa Jal, for what? So we take the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal, worshipping the creation, and take into worshipping the Creator. Take him out this narrowness of the world, and show them the vastness of the Akhirah. This is what Rubai ibn Amr came with. And that's what we offer as Muslims, we offer as the Islam offers to the mankind. And that's what we should remember when we are looking into these kinds of injustices which are happening. Instead of thinking of Black History Month is another time just to show to the people Islam offers equality to the people. We cannot just do a patchwork to the existing man-made system by Allah's one of the commands, or one of the solutions or one thing. It cannot solve the problem if we look at it from the perspective of Islam provides equality, so take that part of Islam. That does not give any solution actually brothers and sisters. Only thing it provides is a temporary relief for a person probably who has started thinking this way. But on a systematic man, on a systemic manner, or on a societal level, these injustices continued on. And this is nothing new. I want to bring this up. When we talk about this idea to look down at a group of people, or a race of people, or kind of people, this we can see even in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Before he was appointed as the Prophet, there are wars, the battles occurred for decades between the Arab tribes based on very silly things. If a camel was grazed in a different land or a lower tribe person one the race, or one person was killed by the other, and it happened to be the one who was killed was from a higher tribe. And the multitude of the people of the lower tribe had to pay the price. And that continued on for decades and decades. And Islam came. And Islam is the one that brought the hearts of the people together, as Allah Azza wa Jal says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is referring to Aws and Khazrad, the one who were fighting with each other for decades to the point they did not even have a leader. They were looking for a leader to be chosen among them. And Allah is reminding them how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought their hearts together. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
brought their hearts together. They were about to enter into the pit of the fire. And it was not Islam. It was not the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They would have fallen into the pit of the fire. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned another place. وَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ لَوْ أَنْفَقْتَ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا مَا أَلَّفْتَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ أَلَّفَ بَيْنَهُمْ إِنَّهُ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is talking about how Allah has brought their hearts together. And if they would have spent all on the earth, they would have not brought their hearts together. The thing that brought their hearts together was the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal. This aqeedah that, that reminds the people that you are the creation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from one man and one woman. Yes, Allah has created us differently. Yes, we can have different skin colors. Yes, we can have, we speaking different languages. Yes, we can be from different parts of the world. And Allah is saying that we are the that we created you into nations and tribes. For what purpose? So you recognize each other, not you undermine each other, not you degrade each other on the basis of the very same concept that have been propagated among the people. That men are not created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the mankind. You have been evolved. And the moment you take this concept, you start thinking, yes, if the men, people are evolving, it means one race can be lower than the other. Hence, they can be three-fifth, equal to a different race, as the constitution mentioned, actually. This is the reality that we are in and that will continue to be like that. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also tells us about this. This concept of one person or one nation thinking they are better than the other. It did not only talk, it's not only about United States, it's not about Europe, it's not about Asia or Africa or even time of Rasulullah sallallahu or before that. Even actually time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam and, and Hawa. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, he asked them, he ordered, the commanded the malaika to bow down, including Iblis. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَاكُمْ ثُمَّ صَوَّرْنَاكُمْ ثُمَّ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجِدُوا لِيَعْدَمَا فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسِ لَمْ يَكُنْ مِنَ السَّاجِدِينَ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salam, and he commanded the malaika to bow down. Everybody bow down except Iblis. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him, what prevented you to bow down? What prevented bowing down is not just bowing down, put your head on the floor only here. It's the idea of fulfilling the command of Allah Azza wa Jal, the creator of the heavens and the earth. That's what he did not follow. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him, what prevented you? And the response of the shaitan was no different than the problem we are trying to solve today. When he said, I am better than him. Isn't that what the case today is? When one race thinks they are better than the other. 
or one nation thinks they are better than the other, or one country thinks they are better than the other. Based on what? Based on that they cannot even control which family they have born in, or which skin color they have born with, or which part of the world they born with, born in. And that's what they make them better than the others? La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about here. The shaitan, he started off this as if we want, if I'm not wrong, the Quran mentions one of the first sins mentioned here was this that the Iblis did not bow down to Adam alayhi salam. And then not only that, he continued on. And not only that he did not bow down to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On top of it, he blamed Allah Azza wa Jal for his disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he said, قَالَ فَبِمَا أَغْوَيْتَنِي لَأَقُدَنَّ لَهُمْ سِرَاتَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ That because you have put me in error from telling to Allah Azza wa Jal, I will surely sit and wait for them on your straight path. And that's the promise shaitan made, and Allah made another promise on top of it. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, when he said he will attack the mankind from the right, from the left, from the front, from the back, and misguide them from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that was his promise, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah subhanahu wa said, get out of the paradise, reproach and expel whoever follows you among them, I will surely fill hell with you all together. So whosoever is calling the people towards the racism or nationalism, built on democracy and capitalism, they are calling the people towards the hellfire and being the follower of the shaitan. And we have the message of Islam. So brothers, at the end I just want to remind you with one story. I'm not going to go too many stories. In the life of Rasulullah when Mecca was open, Mecca was conquered, and the time for Salah came, Rasulullah commanded Bilal to give the Adhan. And he got, got up and gave the Adhan. He ascended on the Kaaba and gave the Adhan. There were three people. Two of them were Kuffar, and one of them had just become a Muslim, who were listening to Adhan together. One was Abu Sufyan, who just recently became Muslim. Other one was Attab bin Husayn, and the third one was Al-Harith bin Hisham. When they heard Bilal, an African slave, freed slave, giving the Adhan on the Kaaba, Attab bin Usaid's response was, he said, Allah has honored Usaid, talking about his father. That he did not have to listen to this. A black slave ascending over the Kaaba and calling, Hayya ala salah, hayya ala al-falah. For him, that was a disgrace. And he said, Allah honored Usaid that he took him away. He did not have to see this day. And Abu Sufyan's response was interesting. He just became a Muslim. He was aware of it. And his response was, I would not say anything. I, if, even if I say something, even the particles of the sand will become witness. 
about this that I have said something. He was aware of it. He just became a Muslim. And <clears throat> Al-Hazm Hisham said, if he finds out that, that it is true, he will follow it. Now, Rasulullah approached them and told them what they were discussing. Besides these three, nobody knew. They haven't talked to anybody yet. And Rasulullah responded to them about this. Hatta bin Usaid and Al-Harith, they, 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 they knew that Rasulullah cannot find out except from the Wahi. And they became Muslim. Now, in this story, I am not talking about the issue of how they reacted to Bilal only. Look, how Rasulullah reacted after that. These two became Muslim right away. And Attab, when Rasulullah after Fatah Makkah was going towards for the Hunayn, which is like about 15, 20 days between Fatah Makkah and Hunayn, Rasulullah left Attab as the governor of the Makkah. He is the one who led the first Hajj after the opening of the Makkah, not Abu Bakr. Because there was a Hajj happening in the eighth year of Hijrah as well. Now this person who was a racist, how this racist person changed, transformed into a person that Rasulullah left him as the governor of the Makkah now. The only thing that changed was the Aqidah of Islam. Because that's the only thing that can bring the change. And this change has to be a comprehensive change, my brothers. It cannot be just talking about this one issue of racism and tell the people Islam calls for equality, enter into fold of Islam. Islam is not only about that. This is one of the pieces of the puzzle in Islam. And you will not see the real benefit of Islam unless we take Islam as a whole. If we continue to take Islam in parts and bits, like the Ahlul Kitab did in the past, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, then we will be losers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, Allah that here you are killing one another, turning out a party of your own from their homeland, aiding one another against them in sin and enmity. And if they come to you as captives, you ransom them, although they, the very act of expelling them as unlawful to you. Do you and then Allah goes on, أَفَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِبَعْدِ الْكِتَابِ وَتَكْفُرُونَ بِبَعْدِ فَمَا جَزَاءُ مَنْ يَفْعَلُ ذَلِكَ مِنْكُمْ إِلَّا خِزْيٌ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَيَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ يُرَدُّونَ إِلَى أَشَدِّ الْأَذَابِ Allah said, if you take the part of the book and reject the other part, you will have humiliation in this world and there is a severe punishment waiting for you on the day of judgment. And the next ayah in the Surah Al-Baqarah says, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ اشْتَرَوُ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا بِالْآخِرَةِ فَلَا يُخَفَّفُ عَنْهُمْ وَلَذَابُ وَلَهُمْ يُنصَرُونَ and these people who act like that, whether they are racist, whether they are being unjust, whether they are doing favor over one people or the other, Allah is saying, these are the ones who bought the life of this world at the price of the hereafter. And their torment shall not be lightened, nor shall they be helped. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us and help us to take this message of Islam
to the mankind to take them out of the darkness that they are in. Because we are the one who have the light of Islam, light of Allah Azza wa Jal. That can take the mankind out of the mess they are in. Let's not be the one thinking this very same system that's breeding this kind of a corruption in the world is going to help us. Let's not try to be like them. Be the one who can take the people out of the jahiliyyah, out of the darkness into the light of Islam. And this is an obligation on each and every one of us is. And we better have an answer for Allah Azza wa to respond to that what did we do to take the people out of this ignorance. وَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَائِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.